0: Perfect! You're here again, and so am I, with another episode of The Lord of the Storm. If you're new to the show, welcome. We are working our way through the New Testament, one chapter at a time. I am your Bible-reading friend, the delightful Dan Parr. Today, we are in Acts chapter 21. As always, I encourage you to read along. That way, you can make sure I'm not just making stuff up as I go along. (laughs) Today, I am reading from my easy-to-understand-and-read EUR version of the Bible, which you can pick up to at Amazon.com. Just search Dan Parr and you'll find it. Today, Paul ignores the warning of the church and suffers the consequences. Bowels are made, heads are shaved, and a riot erupts. And some Bible versers, is that a word, leave us hanging. Let's ask for God's blessing. Father, once again, open our ears and let us hear from you today. We ask in the powerful name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Acts 21. After we left them, we set on a straight course to Kos, and the next day to Rhodes, and from there to Petara. There, having found a ship crossing over to Phoenicia, we went aboard and set sail. When we sailed and passed Cyprus on the left side and went to Syria, we landed at Tyre where the ship's cargo was unloaded. After finding the believers there, we stayed for a week. They told Paul, through the urging of the Spirit, that he should not go up to Jerusalem. After a week, we departed and went on our journey. All the brothers, with their wives and children, walked with us until we were out of the city. Kneeling down on the beach, we prayed. After saying goodbye to each other, we went on board the ship and they returned home. When we had finished the voyage from Tyre, we arrived at Ptolemais. We greeted the believers and stayed with them one day. On the next day, we left and came to Caesarea. We went into the house of Philip, the evangelist, who was one of the seven, and stayed with him. Now this man had four virgin daughters who prophesied. After some time, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. Coming to us and taking Paul's belt, he bound his own feet and hands and said, The Holy Spirit says, So the Jews at Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt, and will deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. When we heard these things, both we and the people there begged him not to go to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, What are you doing, crying and breaking my heart? I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. When he would not be persuaded, we stopped begging and said, The Lord's will be done. After this, we got our baggage and went up to Jerusalem. Some of the disciples from Caesarea also went with us, bringing Manassan of Cyprus, an early disciple, who we would stay with. When we arrived at Jerusalem, the believers gladly welcomed us. The next day, Paul went with us to see James, and all the elders were present. After greeting them, he reported one by one the things God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. When they heard it, they glorified God. They said to him, You see, brother, how many thousands there are among the believing Jews, and they are all zealous for the law? They have been told that you teach all the Jews who live alongside the Gentiles to ignore Moses' teaching. And tell them not to circumcise their children and not to walk after the customs. What can we do? The church has to meet because they will hear that you have come. So, do what we tell you. We have four men who have taken a vow. Take them and purify yourself with them and pay their expenses so they can shave their heads. Then everyone will know that there is no truth in the things that they have been told about you. But they'll see that you also walk in keeping with the law. But as far as the Gentiles who believe, we have written our decision that they don't need to follow these customs, except that they should keep themselves from food offered to idols, from blood, from strangled things, and from sexual immorality. Then Paul took them in and the next day purified himself and went with them into the temple and told when the end of the purification ritual would be and when he'd pay the offering for each of them. When the seven days were almost complete, the Jews from Asia saw him in the temple and stirred up the crowd and grabbed hold of him and yelled, Men of Israel, help us! This is the man who teaches everyone everywhere against our people, our law, and this place. And he even brought Greeks into the temple and has defiled this holy place. For they saw Trophimus, the Ephesian, with him in the city, and they supposed that Paul had brought him into the temple. All the people were furious and came running. They took hold of Paul and dragged him out of the temple. Immediately, the doors were shut. As they were trying to kill him, news came to the commanding officer of the troops that all Jerusalem was in a riot. Immediately, he took soldiers and guards and ran down to them. When the crowd saw the chief captain and the soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. Then the commanding officer arrested Paul and commanded him to be double-chained and asked who he was and what he had done. Some people in the crowd shouted one thing and others something else. When he couldn't find out the truth because of the noise, he commanded him to be brought into the barracks. When he came to the stairs, he was carried by the soldiers because of the violence of the crowd, for the mob followed after them, yelling, Away with him! As Paul was about to be brought into the barracks, he asked the commanding officer, May I speak to you? He replied, Do you know Greek? Aren't you the Egyptian who previously stirred up a rebellion and led 4,000 rebels out into the wilderness? Paul said, I am a Jew from Tarsus in Cilicia, a citizen of a great city. I beg you, allow me to speak to the people. When he had given him permission, Paul, standing on the stairs, motioned with his hand to the people. When there was a great silence, he spoke to them in Hebrew, saying, Saying what? What kind of ending is that? Uh, And there we find one of the Bible's earliest cliffhangers. Yet most of the time, the way the Bible has been split up into verses and chapters makes sense. But I got to confess, it seems like they could have done better with this one. It doesn't even end with a period. It's a comma. Well, nonetheless, let's talk about what stood out to me during the reading of this chapter today. Luke gives a lot of detail on their itinerary and who all they talked to, how long they stayed and who they stayed with. The fact that one man had four virgin daughters that prophesied, just strange facts that he puts in there that probably meant more to the early church members than to me at this point. But it could be that he just wants to show how extensively they traveled and give us a taste of what life was like for them during this time. Although I did think the verse about the believers going down to the beach with them and praying was a nice visual touch to the story that shows their love and appreciation of Paul and his companions. And I think it's pretty safe to say that we can call Paul headstrong, or at the very least, determined, dedicated, devoted, or any other D word that you can think of that means something similar. He has a prophet tell him that if he goes to Jerusalem, he'll be bound and handed over to the authorities. And you know, when they say bound, it's never a simple arrest. There's always a beating that goes along with it. And all the believers are begging him not to go, but that's what Paul wants. He is going to show them, us, that not even the possibility of death should persuade us from the mission of proclaiming the good news. Now, a moment of honesty. I initially got a little frustrated with Paul here. He's been warned. He's got the church telling him not to go, but he goes anyway. It seems to me that he is making this happen when it doesn't have to. Did Paul have to go to Jerusalem? I don't recall God giving him that explicit instruction. Could he not have continued to travel around and preach? I think he could, but here's where I come to understand his decision a little better and become less frustrated with him. Wherever he went, the eventual outcome was always the same. He speaks the truth, some Jewish listeners can't deal with it, and they beat him. And eventually he leaves town after he feels his work is done. So whether he went to Jerusalem or not, he still got the same outcome ahead of him. In the garden, Jesus prayed and asked if there was some other plan God had to avoid what he was about to face. Paul likely had heard that story and thought, all right, this is the way it's going to be. Let's get on with it. Whew, you know, I admire him and think he's incredibly brave, but I don't like the fact that I, well, all believers, may at some time be called to do the same. But then I remember Paul didn't want it either, but he had such a faith in Jesus and love for him that he was willing to, as he says in this chapter, not only be bound, but also ready to die for Jesus. And what we have to remember is that these people we read about in the Bible, be it David, Abraham, Peter, or Paul, none of them were superhuman. On their own, they could do nothing. But through Jesus, they were able to stand firm in the face of adversity. And the Lord will give us the ability to do the same when or if it becomes necessary for us to do so. Let's pray. Father, we know we can do all things through Christ because you have told us we could. Thank you for the examples of bravery, tenacity, and determination that you provide us. We recognize that you have equipped each of us and fitted us and molded us in our own unique ways. And what one is called to do, another may not be based on how you choose to use us as you have fashioned. But thank you that no matter what we face, we know you will be right there with us. We would not be able to stand otherwise. So with that in mind, use us as you know best so we can reach the world for and through you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, it has been great being with you today. I'm so appreciative of you spending a few minutes with me today, and I know the Lord sees your attempts to get closer to him, and he will reward you for it. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening. God bless.